Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, let's uh, let's get to your NBA Daily Assist today, brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Cold weather is here. Uh, is your home's heating system ready? Lee's Heating and Air is now offering their winter furnace checkup for only $59. Call Lee's Heating and Air today, 801-747-LEE's, or online at leesheatac.com. Normally, he joins us on Fridays, and he was uh, nice enough to adjust his schedule to, to join us today. Uh, very appropriate, Gordon, because Howard, of course, we know, uh, works for the Bleacher Report, worked for the New York Times for a long time, but was a beat reporter covering the Lakers for the first, I believe, seven years of Kobe Bryant's career. And we wanted to get Howard's perspective today. And he's got a great piece up at the Bleacher Report right now that I would encourage everybody read. But Howard, thank you very much for adjusting for us today. How are you hanging in there? Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, doing okay. Um, you know, I, the, it's, I think it's hit a lot of people, obviously, thousands maybe millions of people very very hard and um i think we're all just still kind of you know processing still i know i am um and you know i i I can't profess to have been the closest to to kobe bryant um but i did know him you know for a good 23 years here and uh it's it's still just a shock and and it still just feels surreal like like you think you're gonna you know finally open twitter and find out that it was it was all you know a hoax or something um and that was how i felt for a while yesterday waiting for for you know this to you know to be disproven and um just just awful to to win it you know to find it uh, being confirmed you know um widely and and to have to actually accept that that this happened um it's 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 still just shocking well, like Jake said, I would encourage all our listeners to uh, check out your piece, uh, Howard, uh, because, uh, man, uh, that's good stuff. But when I say the name Kobe Bryant to you, what what washes through your mind? It's, it's, there's just so many different strands, you know. I mean, I've, I've been, you know, I've, I've obviously done a lot of interviews in the last, you know, 24 hours, and um, I've written, and I've been trying to, to find a way to distill Kobe's career, my experiences with Kobe. Um, and, you know, the, the guy contained multitudes um, in both on and off the court. And I, I, I think, you know, when it comes, when, when it's time to just say, well, how will you remember him? Um, and it's still so fresh. Uh, but I, I think, if somebody just met me on the street and said, oh, you, you covered the Lakers, you covered Kobe, um, in any context, you know, any time in the last five years, I, I think what I would have said is largely what I would say now, which is that he was incredibly dedicated to the game of basketball, passionate about the game, uh, loved the game, lived it, immersed himself in it, um, 
and and like nobody else I'd ever seen. And there are a lot of people. You don't make it to the NBA without having a certain minimum threshold of, of work ethic. But Kobe's far exceeded whatever the, the minimum was, or whatever the average was, or whatever even the top end was. He exceeded that. And the reason that's important is because I, I, I feel like you know you you can't just distill Kobe's career to five championships and X number of All Star games and all NBA nods and all that. Like that's. All that stuff, all the stats and everything else is, is meaningful, but I, I think that the reason that he's so significant made such an impact on fans and on other players and on an entire generation of players who now populate this league is because everybody could see how badly he wanted it, how hard he worked for it, and that that's, that's the lesson of his life is, and, and that the one that people should take is, is, you know, whatever you're doing, put be all in. And, and Kobe showed that. On the court, he showed it again in his media endeavors once he retired. He showed it in the way he raised his daughters and how completely devoted to his family he was. Um, and you could just you could just see all all the all the stuff that we all the photos and footage that that's been you know populating Twitter of Kobe with Gianna or his other daughters. Um, you could you could just see how what a proud father he was and, and how much he loved his girls. And I, I you know I, I do think that that's that is an extension of what we saw on the court all those years before he had kids, that whatever he did, including parenthood, he was all in. So Kobe had a, a truly interesting career arc from when he entered the NBA and what he went through and, and when he eventually retired. And uh, you, you relayed just such a great story in your piece, if you wouldn't mind passing it along to our listeners, how Kobe talked you into covering his final game. So I guess if you wouldn't mind relaying that anecdote to our listeners and also what was it like, his, his career arc, if you could talk about that. Yeah, so, you know, four years ago, Kobe was retiring and everybody knows that uh, it's coming down to the end. And um, I had not intended to attend uh, his last game. I wasn't going to go cover it um, for a variety of reasons, uh, not least of which is that I live 3000 miles from LA and I, I didn't <laughs> plan to go out for a single game, but I was there a couple weeks before that. And so I sought him out after the game, after post game, after he'd done his interviews and the scrum dispersed. And I, I went up and said, Hey man, you know, just want to let you know um, I'm not going to be there in a few weeks. So I wanted to say goodbye now. And, you know, thanks for everything and congratulations and, and best of luck and hope to see you down the road kind of thing. And he was just incredulous. He says, what, like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> I said, well, no, what do you mean? You're not going to be there. So well, Kobe, Kobe, it's, you know, I live in New York. It's far. And he says, Oh, come on, man. You know, you can't be there at, at 17, meaning his age when he entered the league, uh, and not be there at 37. Come on, man, finish the journey. And he kind of smacked me in the chest. And um, we just kind of laughed. And I said, all right, well, let me go check with my editors and see what they think. And um, I, I booked a flight to L.A. a couple of days later. Um, and I did go for that final game against the Jazz at Staples Center. And I did watch him score 60 points on 50 shots. <laughs> And I'm so glad I was there for it, and I'm glad he bullied me into it. Um, it, it was uh, he was right. I, the, it was, I had to finish the journey, and and I, I'm glad I did. Um, in terms of the career arc, you know, I, I wrote about this. People look at his career now and, and the, the totality of it, and and the, the heights that he achieved, and you think, well, it's all. This was preordained. You know, there's certain guys that just there's a greatness about them. And Kobe had a lot of that when he entered the league. There was something special that Jerry West and the Lakers saw in him 
back in 96 when they made that, that trade uh, to, to get his draft rights from Charlotte. But I don't, I, don't, I don't think anything was guaranteed because he was a skinny kid coming out of high school who, as again, I, I wrote this, he was not in the course of his career necessarily the fastest, the strongest, or jumped the highest, um, or was the most athletic or the most anything. Um, he was, you know, supremely athletic by normal people's standards, but I don't think necessarily by NBA standards. There were guys who jumped higher and were taller and bigger and, and everything else. But he outworked everybody. And again, that's that that is the the moral of his career is that Kobe Kobe built himself into the player that we saw, the guy who could lead a team to five championships or co-lead with Shaq and then lead a second version of the Lakers after Shaq had had been traded. Um, that 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 was Kobe's creation. That was Kobe's uh, just uh, perseverance and, and his his uh, his refusal to to be anything but that. He saw greatness in himself as as being his destiny, um, and and then he he pursued it with every fiber of his being. And you know um, that's you know that to me that's the arc. He, he to come in as a nineteen or excuse me seventeen year old. He was 19 when I when I first met him. Um, to come in as a 17 year old, or, or I think declared at age 17, was 18 by the time he, he started his rookie year, and then and then create that career for himself. Like that's, you know, that that it, it's 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 truly incredible if you if you go back and look. And he 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 didn't you know when I was covering the team or when I first got on the beat in '97, his second year, he was still coming off the bench. And he started the lockout season in '99, still coming off the bench until some injuries allowed him to, to, to join the starting lineup, where, where he stayed for the rest of his career, of course. Um, but he had to he had to find that 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 niche. He had to you know he had to carve out that spot for himself. Howard, did you ever figure out where that drive came from? That's a phenomenal question, Gordon. Um, I, I don't know if there's a way to. He would always attribute it to his mom. I think he always said that, they, that there, there was something in, in, in her makeup and in, in Pam Bryant's makeup that was similar to him. Um, I think just in terms of that that drive. Uh, so is, is that nature, nurture, both? Um, I, I, I don't know. I think you know when we see people in life who are that driven. I don't know that it's ever possible entirely to know you know where that comes from. Um, I just know that in his case, it, it exceeded just about anybody else I've ever met. Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, you know what's been interesting to see re- uh, reaction from players is just how much impact he had on the next generation of NBA player. And we heard Donovan Mitchell at Shoot Around today just talk about the impact that Kobe had his career on his career just simply doing did a film review of Donovan during the playoffs a couple of years ago. And it's, it's remarkable the impact he's had on players even now in today's game. So many, so so many. Uh, you know, Joel Embiid counts him as an inspiration. I don't know if they ever actually had a, you know any any meaningful conversations, but you know, Embiid, Kyrie Irving, Demar Derozan, Jason Tatum, on and on. I mean, I, I swear, you know, almost the entire league, with the exception of maybe Vince Carter, because <laughs> Vince is older. Um, but all the younger guys, you know, this, they were the Kobe generation. You know, the, Kobe grew up as part of the, the Jordan generation, the guys who came in, who had were raised on Jordan, wanted to be like Jordan. And then, you know, we, we've, we've, you know, moved on through time here. And, and Jordan's, you know, 
not faded as a figure, but certainly you know the guys who play in the league now don't remember ever seeing him play live, probably, um, maybe on YouTube. So this is the Kobe generation. And, you know, they, they idolize him. Uh, so many have sought him out for advice. He's given it very generously. I mean, the, the, text, the text conversations I know that he's had with guys all around the league um, have been, you know, multitudes. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you, you could just see it yesterday, the outpouring, um, how, how deeply it affected guys. And that wouldn't be the case. I mean, you know, it's not to be callous or say that anybody else's life is less significant Um but I don't know that the, the feelings would have been as intense for a, a lot of other NBA stars. Um, it's, there's something special that, that, that Kobe brought to the table that really resonated with these guys. Howard, forgive my ignorance on this, but did you cover the 81-point game? No, that was after I had left L.A. Okay. for New York. So right. unfortunately, I missed that one. I talk, I've talked to some people who were there covering it, and uh, I mean... <laughs> What do you have? Fifty-seven in the second half. Uh, it just that gets back to that drive we were talking about. Even if, even if someone is is pursuing some sort of thing for self-aggrandizement, that uh, it seems like with with Kobe it was bigger than that. I mean, he if there was a point to prove, he wanted to prove it. And isn't that? I was talking to Jake about this earlier. Isn't that why we all fell in love with sports in the first place? Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I, I don't know what you know was driving him on that particular night, other than um, I guess he was on a roll and thought, "Well, this is there. I might as well go get it," uh, which would be a very Kobe thing to do. But uh, I, you know, I, I just think that that to Kobe, there there were no impossibilities, right? Um, and the, the, it's uh, I often refer, refer to the audacity of Kobe. That, that that's what could make him maddening if you were a teammate or a coach or a basketball purist, uh, because he would try things that, that shouldn't have been tried sometimes on the court. There were things, you know, plays that he made that weren't sound basketball plays or didn't seem like sound basketball plays to anybody but him. And he's so smart about the game that he knew it. And he would, he would you know, charge forward anyway. But that was the audacity of Kobe because he had the talent and had, had done all the preparation and worked on all the moves to make him believe that, yeah, I can do this. And sometimes he could. And plays that nobody else would dare even try, he would. And sometimes he, often he would actually make it. And for all the ways that we could pick apart his game, you know, the guy was responsible or or a massive contributor to five championships in an 11-year span. Um, so it, it's, you know, he 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 willed himself in, into into places that other guys wouldn't go. Well, again, I said it earlier, but uh, we'll encourage all our listeners to go check out your your work on on Kobe Howard. Uh, just uh, really, really important, I think, for people to read. So, nice work on that. Appreciate that. Thank you. And Howard, thanks again for uh, adjusting uh, your schedule to come on with us today. We really appreciate it. And I know you were uh, missing Gordon last week, so maybe a positive of the day. You get your Monson fix. How about that? Yeah, Howard just can't get enough of that. It's true. Absolutely. That was, you know, as soon as I heard he was back on the schedule, I said, I got to get off. (laughs) Well, we we do. We really appreciate it, Howard. Thank you very much. You got it, guys. Take care. 
The great Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report, and I'll tweet out a link to it, uh, but Howard's piece on the Bleacher Report, uh, the headline is, The Making of an Icon, is really, really good. That's not exactly shocking, is it, that Howard would hatch a thoughtful piece? And normally, uh, you know, we have Chris Mannix on Mondays, and uh, Chris was scheduled to join us. And uh, he, you know, of course, it's it's one of those crazy days. He had uh, an interview pop up and a conflict. He couldn't join the show. And uh, we were able to uh, to schedule Howard. Chris will join us tomorrow. And we're looking forward to his perspective. But I am glad that we got Howard's voice on today. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like that was fortuitous for us and our listeners because of the unique uh, perspective he had throughout Kobe Bryant's career. And I do think Kobe had a, a, a really fascinating career arc and how his career evolved uh, on and off the floor. And I thought Howard could give us an interesting perspective, which of course he did. And there are certain guys in the media like Howard that had relationships with Kobe Bryant. I mean, it was professional, but Kobe knew them and talked with him. I've seen him do the same thing with Bill, Bill Plasky, where he'll say things to him. Uh, and it's kind of cool to hear these guys or to read what they have to say about uh, about this iconic player. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk to Matt Harpering, the former jazz player, of course, and former opponent of, uh, of Kobe Bryant. He's going to join us right around the corner. I want to remind you to join Utah Stem Cells live in studio with the Big Show coming up on Wednesday, July 29th, this Wednesday, from 3 until 6. We'll discuss stem cell joint regeneration treatments and other beneficial uses of stem cells to treat various conditions throughout the body. Matt Harpering joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Michael Smith, AT&T Sportsnet. We obviously spent a lot of time talking about Kobe Bryant. When someone plays 20 years in one city, as much as people are hating this news everywhere, it's got to be hitting harder in L.A., I would think. Yeah, for sure. I just felt like Kobe not only had unbelievable talent, but he became great and he worked at it. And I was just with him three weeks ago at a game. He's there with that same daughter, Gigi. And I go, have you picked up golf in your retirement? He goes, no. I said, well, I can teach you. He goes, Mike, I don't have the time to become great at golf. Then he says, there's too much life to live out there. Here's a guy, too much to do, too much he wants to accomplish. I think part of that hit home with me yesterday as well. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.